What's up, Cowboys Nation, and welcome to another episode of the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast, brought to you by Fansided and the official podcast of the LandryHat.com. On today's episode, we discuss the running back situation in Dallas. Who will be 1B to Tony TP20's 1A? We have uh, uh, also discussed the undrafted free agents. There's a cu- couple cool cats slipping into Dallas, Texas. And we have a bunch of crackums and uh, a bunch of Q&A with our live chat. So if you are just listening to this, you want to see, put a little bit of visualization to the audio, you need to head over to youtube.com slash Cowboys Can Fan or just search Cowboys Can Fan Podcast. I believe you need to put the little at symbol at Cowboys Can Fan Podcast. No, no podcast. Just, just search Cowboys Can Fan on YouTube or Google. We will pop up. That's Cowboys and then Can Fan, you know, like Canadian Fan. You can also slip into our DMs on all the social medias at Cowboys Can Fan, C A N F A N. And um, we do the live uh, video recording every Wednesday and Sunday. So come check us out, come hang with us. You can join our live chat. Um, and finally, um, make sure if you want to listen to more than just the Dallas Cowboys talking, or fans of the Dallas Cowboys talking, I should say, you want to head over and check out the Grid Network at GRYD and then the word network. Um, they do all sports, all shapes and sizes. All right, enough of me. Let's get into it. Can you feel it? Can you feel it inside of you? That's the ghost of Jerry Jones. <laughs> Did he die? No, no. I thought you just dropped some breaking news. I thought you just dropped some breaking Canfan news. Hey, one day, but not today. Not today, baby. Crack him if you got him. And welcome to the Sunday service. Crack him if you got him. Hey, t- just a shout out to our boy. Oh, Stephen White. Not working. Oh, Adam's muted me. I don't know what's going on here. I didn't mute you. Okay, never mind. I didn't do anything to you. I was trying to get a soundbite going, but it's... You're wanting to... Uh... We got all off We got off guard because we thought Jerry Jones was dead. Can you imagine when that day happens? This when is... you when you do get that news that Jerry Jones... Has passed? It's going to be passed. in another 20, 30 years. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, no, okay, fuck let's, no. Well, what, how... Okay, I think he's 70... Is he 79 or 80? He's up there. He looks older than, like, 80 to me. He looks like he's... One, he looks like Senator Palpatine. Oh, yeah. yeah, obviously. Okay, so he's 80, October 13th, 1942. Well, let's go the... through all results. There's 77 million. We need to <laughs> verify this. So he was born, hey, right right during the, the start of the Americans being involved in World War II. I, I love this, that Stephen Jones, maybe that's the wrong image of him, but they got this like... <laughs> that's his kid. That's, okay. That's Jerry Jones's kid. Jimmy Johnson's 79. See, Jimmy Johnson looks like a good 79. To me, he looks like he's and doesn't he? he? He looks like a good 79. He's aged a little bit in the last few years. But Jerry Jones, let's be honest. What do you guys think he has left in him left in the tank? Eight years. You think only eight years? You think 88? It'd be perfect, wouldn't it? 2031. He's hitting the deck. I don't I'm not wishing that upon. But the that's man. your that's but, hey, but now we got it. Now we all got to guess. I know this is kind of cryptic, but add. What do you think for Jerry? Jared Jones, if he doesn't slow down his salt intake. I don't know. I mean, the difference is, is that with old age, uh, and I mean, this isn't science, but Jerry Jones seems to be pretty active every day. He's probably working his brain. So he's not like just retired and like allowed himself to rest. Has something he's always striving for. Yeah. So I think that that mentally, uh, 
that mentally keeps you kind of in check, but it also, yeah. I mean, Give me an age, Jen. I need I, an age. I, I actually like that. I like I that think, analogy. I think it's true. Because Warren Buffett's a 95. Well, look at his buddy's like 96. Wants, wants to stack those, do- those yeah. bills still. Yeah. Dollar, Clint, dollar Eastwood's bills. Ni- Clint Eastwood's 90 years old, and he's just about to prep another movie. I don't know if you should be doing that. <laughs> he actually looks good for his age, but give me an age. When is Jerry Jones expected to live oh, to tell? N- ni- 94. Do you think it's one of those wow. things if they win a Super Bowl, he kind of like he feels like he's done On the it field. And can just go. He's going to go, go, I did it all, and then just <laughs> explode in a confetti of uh, Cowboys. No, it'd be, it'd be, no, he would, he would, I did it all, and then it would be, and then his skin would break, and it would, oh. it, it would like be dust, like the dust away. No, it'd be salt. Yeah, salt And away. is it kind of one of those things salt that if he's, it, you know, like people that do drugs or are heavy alcoholics, when they, <laughs> when they quit, they can almost die from instantly quitting. Yeah. If Jerry Jones quit his salt intake, would he just shrivel up, you think? Oh yeah, just like reverse, like a reverse salt, uh, reverse slug. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't think he would shrivel if he stopped his salt. His body wouldn't know how to handle that moisture, or it'd blow up. Oh, yeah. he would just expand. <laughs> oh no, this Texas humidity! <laughs> ah, it hurts. But yeah, back to the original call in. Uh, Jerry Jones is alive still. He is alive. He's alive and well, and he's about to go on another run for that Super Bowl, going into the 2023 NFL season with the Dallas Cowboys. I really liked um, us having a look at the early preliminary because I do expect it to change uh, depth chart for the Cowboys. It, ga- it it really got my juices flowing just thinking about the offseason. And I'm still very, very uh, unsure about the running back position. Not not unsure. I know we have a certainty in Tony Pollard, but it's where is he going to start the season and then how long for him to get back into that shape, even if it's just if it, physical or mental. One, let's say there's one of those hurdles there for him after he broke his leg. Uh, does Rojo come in and capitalize enough to to make, like, can, can anyone fill that position, basically, is the question left open with the departure of Zeke. And then what do we else do we got in the backfield with Deuce Vaughn and uh, Malik, Hunter? Malik Davis, Hunt, Hunter. How, yeah. do we, how do we say the dude's name? Hunter L- Loopkey? Loop- I mean, I'd say right now we get free range. <laughs> yeah, free range until we get, like, until, a couple call-ups. Yeah. Until uh, preseason week one when they start start saying it. Loopkey. Loop. I actually, because after, after my little rant at ad on Wednesday night about the, how, how we were kind of hoping that he could kind of come in and at least – Shoulder a little bit of the load that Ezekiel Elliott has mm-hmm. has left. Yep, um, he's always leaving. His he's loads. leaving the load. It's like, oh man, is that Zeke's towel? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he always leaving these load covered towels everywhere? But I, the more I read about Hunter, I'm gonna just get, call him Hunter. The more I yep. read about Hunter, and the more stuff I watch about him, and how successful um, Coon was in the Green Bay uh, fullback position, I still don't think he's ever gonna take as much um, pressure off of Dak Prescott as, as say, Ezekiel Elliott did. But I think he will definitely – I think he has a – actually, I got to get it up here. Uh, I think he has a very good chance to make the team. And I actually ran a poll on the Instagram, at Cowboys Can Fan, if anyone's trying to look at the Instagram. I ran a poll asking, will fullback Hunter Luke make the 53-man roster? And currently – oh, you got it up there. Currently, you got to vote for the results. I I I say yes. Oh, live voting? We're live voting? Oh, this is... I can't. I actually can't. Okay, I so can't on, uh... 82% are saying yes, 18% saying no. So the fans have spoken. The fans believe we could use a fullback. And Mike McCarthy, we talked about this in the live draft coverage. He likes to use a fullback. So it'd be interesting to get that guy in there. And we got him as an undrafted free agent, so it's and perfect. 
it's just for the record for anybody who's tuning in they didn't see the main event it wasn't saying hunter lup key <laughs> is going to replace Ezekiel Elliott. we were saying multiple guys have been drafted to pre- reproduce ezekiel elliott's numbers yeah fair fair so it's the it's the money ball thing Listen, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to replace Giambi. You can't do it. You need multiple players to replace Giambi. It's not It's not wrong. They're, well, and I mean, as far as the running, I think the easiest part of Zeke's game that's going to be replaceable is his yard total. Like, he didn't have a crazy yard total. The stuff that's going to mm-hmm. be hard is his short distance and his touchdown total and his pass blocking. Well, that, that Those are hard traits to block. The thing that I really like uh, CFO sports, they released that video yesterday that I sent you and it shows just the scheme for the power, the power scheme that they're going to be running and where they feel shout out to J tuck, shout out to J tuck where Luke Schoonmaker and, and possibly Hunter Lepke are going to actually form for the run game. Yep. And uh, yeah, just gets me excited to see it goes back to drafting with a purpose. J tuck does want to get on the show. So we'll have to get, we'll have to get J tuck on the show. He was actually down in the draft doing some coverage. I don't know if it was for NFL, but he had, he had credentials. He had credentials. And that video then that was on Brian Schottenheimer and his time in Seattle. Well, yeah. The one that you're looking at right here from here, I'll just bring it up. Yeah. So this one right here, Oh no! I do. You, it's oh, on thought, YouTube, so I don't want to. Br- well, Jay, I guess we Jay, can bring it up just, and not play it. Yeah, well, just, Jay Tuck's not gonna. Jay Tuck's not gonna flag us. No, but, but it could be an automatic. Yeah, this thing. is a oh, great. Oh, I didn't yeah. know they would do automatic. They might just. I. I don't. I don't want to play. I'm. We scared. don't want. We scared. don't want to play with fire. But this is the the video. Yeah, so. this is the video that I'm talking about. Because if you just kind of just scan over to anyway, it doesn't really matter. Check this video out. It has a great breakdown of the power scheme. He, he's just talking about the. They're just talking about the. Um, yeah, like this this layout right here. He does a really good job breaking down um, where Scooney's going to be. Why Scooney, and then H might even be our boy Hunter. Well, they're showing this is Michigan, so this is Michigan's. This right, is what they right, ran. Right. So that's why is where Schoonmaker played in the Michigan Power Run. Yeah, but there, but if we were to do something similar like that, you could see the the, the need for a fullback on that one side there. Definitely, or Jake Fergalicious, or or yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, I imagine Loop Key Hunter whatever the fuck you want to call him, he's going to just kind of fizzle into that role of kind of uh, uh, the the run, or the fullback in San Francisco. I'm going to fuck his name up. Jack, Juzjak. 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 Joey Juzjak. But I could imagine him kind of hopefully filling a role like that because it's a role the Cowboys haven't had in a long time since arguably Moose Johnson. So it'd be sweet to get. And like I said, un- undrafted free agent. Yep. There's no skin in the game. It, it's just it makes all the perfect sense, and you love to see. That's the story I I want to see, and, uh, and 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 you know the story that I like. But it's and you just brought up Juicek, and it kind of triggered my brain to go. And I know we don't want to talk bang bang 49ers gang, bang bang Niners gang, bang bang Niners gang. But the Isaiah, I forget the wide receiver's name. He was drafted. He went. He wasn't even an undrafted free agent. I guess he's technically an undrafted free agent. But well, he did he get drafted or not drafted? Sorry, he got drafted. So, so he's not an undrafted <laughs> sorry, free agent. No, sorry. What I meant, he didn't get the call to go. He didn't get a. He didn't get any type of call to go to the combine. He didn't get any type of call at all. And he threw out a video on social media, him doing routes and plays, and the 49ers uh, signed him in free in in free agency. Uh, so he wasn't drafted. Wasn't drafted. So he is an undrafted free agent. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to go over. He wasn't. He wasn't. In, he wasn't. He didn't have the call or anything like that, but those are the types of stories where it's like, oh, cool. Social media, you put out something, you have some talent, and they, and they, uh, you know. That's the age we live in. 
It's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm just taking clips of myself, sending them to people, trying to get off this show, see if yeah. someone picks me up. Oh, that would be hilarious if we do some <laughs> route running with us. And, be, and, and, and Oh, I just meant like a, a like a... Oh, like, like a, a podcast, but yeah, I mean, the even funnier. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm I'm waiting for that call from the Cowboys for me to go f- join the clone zone. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if you had to go and try out for any position right now that you think you like. What what do you, what position would you try out, dude? I went for a five minute hike the last week and almost died. So I don't even think even if they asked me, I wouldn't do it because I think it would have an effect on my long term health. <laughs> so i don't know uh water boy I, I could maybe run out on the field and give some water i don't there's no fucking way i could do any even i couldn't compete with anyone running right now doing anything so i don't know what would you guys do if you had to go for, yeah, alex is a, like a slot wide receiver gotta be yeah i mean i just that or i guess a safety and then add i would say or free safety one of the two ad would you we just have to put you a running back that's the only thing I'd try out for. Oh, I'd love to. I would love to see. I can't. This is okay. Going into off off script completely. I can't wait till we can insert ourselves into AI with art. Like you can run a forty time, yeah. and do a jump, and then it just takes you and puts you into that scenario. I cannot. Well, you saw that NBA thing. Eh? Yeah, Where that's they, wild. They literally uh, the the um, another uh, uh, Sith looking uh, oh, or, or what is it? President of the NBA. Forget his name. It's not Stern's the only NBA guy in there. I, I don't know any. NBA, I don't know any <laughs> NBA stuff. But anyways, it's the commissioner of the NBA. Looks like a Dracula, and he's <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. and he's like take goes around, takes it, yep. just scans the guy, and then the next thing you know, he's fucking jamming. Yeah, he's in the. the it puts him in the play. Superimposes in his, him into the into. He's in, wearing like a pink shirt. Yeah, and, and his shorts. <laughs> like that's just wild. That is wild. It, it's crazy with the with. Uh, augmented reality AI and the and your phone because the phone has such high resolution you can go around and you can do photogrammetry on things so like even what a lot of uh, creators will do and not even just creators but like full blown movies you could take like let's say this prop it up onto something and then as long as there's good light you could take an app on your phone you just go around and you take basically multiple photos and then it creates a 3D model and then they use that right in actual movies or or they better know, not take online. the shotgun knife which is what they did with that guy they basically created an on the fly 3d model of him mm-hmm. and then inserted it into into the a live and N- yeah well, but, but a live nba game it was just wild yeah, crazy. just they wild right there. okay so cfo uh, oh cfo sports j tuck careful though it's spicy cracking out these great videos 40k well, well done by him man give it a like while you're on there guys yeah. give them give them a like we're gonna give j tuck a like here, here. Let, me, let me let's just proof proof in the pudding Showed that we liked it. There we go. J Tuck. J Tuck. I'm not subscribed though. Subscribe it up. There it is. There you go, baby. Okay, so we were talking about possibly I read a few articles. They were talking about who what they're gonna do to kind of fill in that absence of Zeke Elliott. It was a article on the Landry Hat by Joey Polizzi. I'm gonna say Joey Jusak. Three power running backs that Cowboys could deploy behind star Tony Pollard. There was actually two. I think that's the one that you wanted. There was so this, a- yeah, there's this article okay. that are guys that it's kind of that are possibly on the roster. Okay. And then the other one's free agents. Okay. Type thing. And there's one player that kind of cross crosses in on to both Ooh. parts. And I'm, I'm sure you guys would be able to to dis- see who that is. It's Zeke. Yeah, it's Zeke. It is. Yes, you're correct. So I think actually number three. So the first power back that they think they could put behind Tony Pollard is, you know, 21, Ezekiel Elliott. Question, if they did bring Zeke back, 
Does he somehow get 21 back from from Stephon Gilmore? No. You no. don't think so? No. Well, Really? He, that's going to be for them to talk about. But what's your... You guys think it wouldn't happen? I don't know. I feel... I feel mm. Zeke's throwing some serious cheddar at him to get that 21 back. I guarantee it. Yeah, well, he'd have to pay for the jersey change depending on when that happens. Like, because I don't know when they have to have their jersey numbers in yep. and registered. So... But hey, there's that uh, post you put, true or not, can't verify it, but Zeke goes down and spends 12K a, a night in, in the casino, <laughs> yeah. so it might not be nothing to him. Well, I mean, he's still he's still sitting on, he's, he was a very lucrative paid running back for the Dallas Cowboys, so if he wanted to give Gilmore some, I mean, the thing is, Gilmore doesn't have an attachment to 21. He was five last year, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Whereas Zeke, he's always been 21 in Cowboys Nation. Probably probably gives it to him. Here's the question, though, that I think comes to mind is does what would that what would that backfield with Zeke returning look like? I mean, I think it's actually probably a pretty good position for him. Yep. Because he has tons of support. He's not going to have to go move and then get get reacquainted. I would assume they'd pay him like what, five million? I didn't think I think less than that, dude. Less than that? Yeah. I would say maybe like I mean if they gave him five, it's because he's got history with well, the team. Let's say five in total if he like plays I would say maybe two years for six. Okay. Two like a two year deal, six million. I could I could see something like that. That's to me, that's kind of the running back value right now. Sure. If that's what if he's not gonna if that's what he's gonna be getting on the free market, it just makes him it makes a Sense to just come back to Dallas. Why wouldn't you go to the only way you don't go back to Dallas is because your ego comes in. I don't know if Zeke's that guy. I, I think he's still he's very respected in the Cowboys locker room. He's got a lot of his best friends. You know, he went to the Cowboys at 21. He's been there for six, seven years. His best friend's Dak Prescott. Why wouldn't you want to go? You know, the offense. You've worked under Mark Mike McCarthy. Team's long, better. Team's better. As long as you can swallow that pride issue of okay, they cut me. And now I'm coming back at X amount of dollars. It for him, it's definitely the best situation for him. It ain't gonna happen until we get closer to season. Yeah. And I actually don't believe any team's gonna take him until, you know, week two or three. Once once you know you go through preseason injuries and you see what happens to some of the uh some of these backs uh in, in game time, I don't think we're seeing Zeke sign sign anywhere until then so it's saying he had the third most carries inside the five in the nfl was 16 last season only behind jalen hurts who had 20 and jamal williams who had 28 holy shit and converted nine of those 16 carries for touchdowns elliot also led the team with 12 rushing touchdowns all coming inside the 20 so he definitely has a role still in the dallas or not even in the dallas cowboys but in the nfl on a, t- on a team yeah. i mean nine out of 16 of those carries five of those for touchdowns within the five yard line he's got a knack for finding that goddamn end zone, and someone's going to take him. I don't know when, but I would, I would love, I would be open to getting Zeke back on the team. I really would, as long as it made sense financially. Next up, so this you let, have to pay someone, Ronald Jones. So this yeah, is so this other. is so this is keeping in house, right? This so. is keeping in house right now, and I guess they're considering Zeke in house, kind of because, like we said, he played well, the last seven seasons for the Cowboys. Technically, isn't he a June or July post? Yeah, cut? June first. So, yes, correct. So he is still. He's technically still on the team. Yeah, no, good call. Yep. So Ronald Jones, uh, the Cowboys running back room has grown since the NFL draft and now stands at four total. Pollard, Jones, Vaughn, and Malik Davis. All four likely won't make the 53-man roster come September. Pollard is a lock with Vaughn's skill set. 
he has a pretty good chance to make the roster as well. Sorry, they, that was kind of written weird. Sorry, yeah. With Vaughn's skill set, he also has a good chance to make the, the roster. It will likely come down to Davis and Jones for the final running back spot. Davis looked solid on the field when given the opportunity last season, but the team could de- could decide to put him on the practice squad in favor of Jones. The two-time Super Bowl champ hasn't gotten many carries over the past two seasons, though he can't he can be a physical inside runner for the Cowboys. And they signed him up for a one-year deal, a little bit insurance to kind of see what they were going to do. We all I thought when they signed Ronald Jones, it was pretty much because they were going to have him compete with a guy similar to him in physical stature, mm-hmm. which they were going to get in rounds three to five, yeah. right? So what they're saying with Vaughn, Vaughn's prob- they're saying Vaughn's probably going to make the team because he's more like a Tony Pollard than the other type of back you need, which Malik Davis or Ronald Jones would fill that role. Mm. So I, I, I'm not set with going into the season as Ronald Jones, um, Deuce Vaughn, and... Malik Davis as our only options if Tony Pollard goes down, to be completely honest. God, no. Well, I don't know where it was left, but was underneath the table. It's a big bag of salt. You can't miss it. Oh, hi. I'm fake Jerry Jones. And when I'm sitting around waiting for Bat's son, Steven, to bring me my big bag of salt, I love listening to the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast. Now, these boys need to pay some bills. So please just give us a minute. We'll be back right after these messages. Look at that. Bill's paid. I got my big bag of salt. Let's get back to the podcast. But I don't think you have a standout second. I mean, to me, I guess the standout second is Malik De- Malik Davis. Like, I want to see this kid. Um, well, when we did see him, we liked him last they never year, gave so him, why not? They got to give him more carries. In the, like, the Niners game, once Pollard went down, they didn't even give Davis a shot. How big is he, too? He's not very big. I think he's only like 5'10", 2-something. He, he's not He's not very big. He's he's not. He's more like a Tony Pollard than Ezekiel Elliott, in oh, my okay. mind. 5'11", two, 202, yeah, maybe 210, so, yeah. Which isn't small. It's not small. It's still a good size. Okay, it's my size. That's your size, but he's not He's not a bruiser by any means. Size, good size. Your, your size, up. So I went through this article already, and the third the third back coming up, a guy we were just talking about. Hey! Hunter Lewipke. Hunter. So, and again, they're, for him to even be on this list, he's obviously regarded as someone that could be special. Mm-hmm. I guess he did have an injury in this in the season last year. So that could be another reason why he went undrafted. Yeah. But we like his size. He was featured as primary fullback at North Dakota State, but was worked with, uh, worked like a running back there. He had 98 carries for 620 yards. Not six. Jesus, I'm like marble mouth. Holy fuck. Right. 621 yards and nine touchdowns in his final college season, including a 20 carry 150 yard performance with two touchdowns against South Dakota during the year. The fullback also caught four touchdowns as a receiver his senior year. So he's can receive out of the backfield. He can obviously play H back. He can play fullback. He can play a little bit of tight end. So that helps. That versatility will always help you make an NFL roster. So we've got. Uh, Hunter, who has this kind of um, Swiss Army knife, jack of all trades type of skill set, then we have Deuce Vaughn, who kind of also is that that set. Then we have Tony Pollard, who is probably more of your classic running back, but he can catch the ball too. Um, and then there's Rojo, who, I mean, for I guess he's just more of a hard nosed runner. 
which is funny because going into the season last year, we were all up in arms. You got to get Tony Pollard in the slot. You got to get him to do this. And now he's the lead back, right? It's like, no, keep him in the backfield to get Deuce Vaughn to play in the slot. Well, it just seems to me like the one of the ones that would be cut there would be yep. Lupke or, or Lepke or Deuce Vaughn. Do, yep. Because you don't need both of them. And if you're bringing back Zeke, I mean, that's just not in the question right now. But I also read this thing, though, about Tony Polar that surprised me a little bit. Um, it showed that he was actually led the league in yard um average yards after tackle or after or uh, yards per attempt or something like that after contact yeah yards after contact yep uh, per attempt and then was was like 10th in total yards after contact so not the not just his average so he does have the skills oh he breaks tackles yeah. tony tp20 when he's those hard yeah he he's he's going to break tackles i love the you know what and we've talked about it before you always think of tony pollard as being a smaller guy he's not He's a pretty big dude and he's fast as fuck and he's got moves and he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. Like he's no. going into what is fourth, fourth or fifth season here. Yep. And the amount of carries he had compared to Zeke going into this time in his career is crazy. He's pretty much minus the broken fit. Was it a fibula that he broke? Yeah. Besides that, he's been pretty much unscathed. So it's, it's, it's exciting that we have a back that we know can do it in the NFL who hasn't had that many yards put on him. It's just super annoying that he had that broken leg in the postseason. It's just, I also, I want to think it's going to move it into this direction because with Mike McCarthy calling, being the offensive coordinator and Schottenheimer coming in, even though he's probably not going to do much. Um, shoddy? Shoddy. It, it's, I want the offense to look different than it did last, the last three seasons. Well, it should hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah you imagine saying, it, sh- it should look different. So, like the way that they, the way they're moving the ball up the field, the play selection that they're doing, like I, I it, I want to, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be uh, a di- a different type of offense that we're going to see on the field. Shit, yeah, you're going to see Big Mike's offense, not Wiener Boy, Kellen Moore's anymore. Mike McCarthy's coming in there, firing, he's slinging it, he's running it, he's got four wide receivers, two tight ends, he's doing shit that. Kellen Moore hadn't even dreamt of, son. I want to say, every time I think of Mike McCarthy in offense, I want to take his head and put it on that guy who buys that switchblade in the store. And he's like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he gives it back. And then he gives just it back. Want, just wanted to have a yeah, little. Yeah, just wanted to test it out, you know. Okay, well, for, so, for, okay, who do you think in, out of that article, current team, who are your top two and your backup? That like right now on if the you team. Got, if you're picking, I I want to see Davis to be honest. Me too. I like Dave. I like Davis last year. I liked him in preseason. I liked him when he got. I think it was the Tennessee Titans game he got involved in. Uh, Davis to me has earned the right to at least get more carries at number two. I I think that uh, TP twenty and Lepke are, are kind of my one two punch. Interesting. No, oh well, the, give me give me your third then, Anthony, and then we'll get third. my third. Oh, fuck controversial right now on on there yeah. as a scat back give me some give me some deuce vaughn baby oh, fuck. Okay, hey okay. the hype has found me baby okay, the okay, hype has okay. found me so and just because that article kind of swayed me saying and they convinced me they convinced me that either rojo or malik davis aren't making the squad and if malik davis makes it well now that puts Vaughn as your third kind of scat scat back he's your scat back yeah i guess if you're going to have if if Davis is filling that power role, mm-hmm. um, 
I guess it does make sense to bring in Tony Pollard's backup, right? As your third string. That's what they that's yeah. kind of what they're saying, which makes it make a little bit more sense, doesn't it? When you say if Tony Pollard goes down, he's going to kind of replace what Tony does. He's not replacing what a short yardage back does. Well, yeah. and if we and again, if we go back to Schoonmaker, Fergie, Lupke, TP20, Deuce Vaughn. Crack, crack if you got, got him, son. Oh, double crack him if double crack him. That's the bandwagon boys, double cracking back to back, standing on top of the cliff. So think about think about it this way. When when we saw <laughs> we saw uh and you know what it's it's rude to not take a drink after you crack. Yeah, what are you doing? Little bitch. <laughs> um what we saw last year is TP twenty would get those uh those big yardage gains or he'd show he'd show up and he'd have those those electrifying um runs. You would swap them out, and then Zeke goes in and actually Sherge uh, reboot says we need running backs like Paul because when he went down versus San Francisco, our offense died, and Zeke offered literally nothing on the offense. True. So when we when we think of swapping in a TP twenty to a true backup, you can have possibly Deuce Vaughn fill a lot of those like explosive runs as long as the blocking schemes in there. You throw in as long as he doesn't die getting tackled. Hey, yeah, who, <laughs> yeah, exa- whoever. Yeah, exactly. I think you need both because the Cowboys ran into a position that is true, um, Serge, but they also ran into a position where if they didn't have a running back who could fight for that hard yardage, that fucking crippled their run game too. So they didn't adapt very well in that San Francisco 49ers game once TP20 went down. I'll say that. They could have went a bunch of other routes. They could have went to power offense. They, they should have. They honestly probably should have loaded up and tried to just run it with Zeke. They didn't really try that. Yeah. Well, when, who knows what Zeke was feeling, too. True. He might have been like, I have no power. My legs are gone. Coach, don't put me in. <laughs> I don't got legs. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's look at this. This is a this is one guy who's been on the radar for the Cowboys. These are This is going to be, I guess, new. Uh, let me just read the headlines, actually. Can you go back to his picture for a second? Looks a little mouth breather for me. Real <laughs> big mouth breather. But look at that size of that head. Holy shit. And we've seen him. We've seen Leonard Fournette do what he had to do a couple times against the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I'd love him. I'd love him on the Cowboys. He's a battery ramp. He definitely would come in and have that role of short yardage deck guy. I would. I would. I mean, before we even get into it, Fournette or Zeke. Right now, if we yeah. had to take either, I'd go Zeke. Zeke, yeah. I'd yeah, still yeah, take yeah. Zeke over. Fournette. I would. I would take Zeke. I would take Zeke because he knows knows the facility, knows the team, better blocker. Still had way more touchdowns. I hate how this uh, website's formatted here. Yeah, so Leonard Fournette headlines, three backup running back fits for the Cowboys. So this is their kind of looking outside of the the Cowboys facility for these guys. All right, so we got Leonard Fournette following a 2021 season in which Fournette posted a career best 4.5 yards per carry. Like that. He looked primed to fuel the Tampa Bay backfield, but the emergence of then-rookie Rashad White paired with Fournette's own struggles altered the landscape. So he had a rough one, finished with 668 uh, yards. Felt like it was 668 years ago. (laughs) And uh, three touchdowns. So a far cry from the 80 scored. But we know we we can do it. That's me. I'm, I'm adding that. And as for Fournette's outlook in free agency and potentially with the Cowboys, he'd appear to be an ideal fit if he can return to his 2021 form. The Cowboys need a bruising back, and Fournette has shown plenty of power over his years. Which I see, it's true. He does have, he fits that role. He fits that need. 
that Cowboys have right now. So if they even if they did go out and grab him for a decent price, I don't know if it's going to be more than a one-year deal, possibly a two-year deal. My biggest thing right now, if you're going to bring a running back in, I don't want him to be in there for more than three mil a year. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't want them to do a two-year deal, but you're probably not really going to get... You're probably going to have to do that. Just because of as a running back, you want a little bit of security. Obviously, if you want to prove it type year, you're like, okay, I'll bet on myself. I'm going to yeah. come out there ball, and then I'm going to get a three-year deal. But a guy like Ezekiel Elliott and even Leonard Fournette, who are getting up there, they're in their mid-20s now, you always want that little bit of security, right? You want at least to be able to say you go on a two-year deal and you get hurt in year like, one. Yeah. You're still on the team to be able to rehab the following season. Whereas if you're on a one-year deal and you get hurt, well, you're you're kind of fucked. Do we really think that they're going to sign a two-year deal for another back? They, they, they franchise tag TP20 for one season for 10 mil. Like, I, I, I can't see them... I can't see them. Well, it might get, it might get to the necessity. It goes to what you said earlier, Ad. It might be one of those things that they don't do until well, yeah, okay. two or three. Okay, which then then you definitely aren't signing someone for six million for two years. You're going to be spending twelve to eighteen million for two years for back in a situation. No, like that no, 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 I, no. The, I don't the, know. The, the running back market right now, the most they'll pay for, uh, I imagine, for a two year two year deal, even if they it's they need it, like six million. But it might be, like you said, they might get into training camp. There might be an injury or they might finally get into preseason week one. And the guys that they were banking on having production don't. So they have to go and bolster their running backs. Yeah, the, the only way it would get that high is if there was a run on running backs. and Right, which probably isn't going to happen. But you know what else isn't off the table? <laughs> Rewind to 2000, I believe it was 18 when we traded for Amari Cooper. Midway, th- like week five, the Cowboys offense couldn't do shit. Cowboys go out and trade for Amari Cooper midseason, turns the season around, they make the postseason. It could be something like that, that something that no one's even looking at. There might be a running back that they end up trading for early on in the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. If if, I mean, if you have all these, uh, the 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 backs are already signed to a team, we're t- yeah, you're right, totally can make trades happen. That I would see, I would see a trade that. probably over... Uh... Signing another a uh, 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 free agent running back for like ten million. Yeah, if, that, I, if that's what they were forced to, de- depends. Forced to, yeah. Would you t- would you take Derrick Henry for for ten million for one year? I yeah. don't think I don't think Derrick Henry will take Derrick Henry for ten mil for one year. No, no, for sure. But that's I'm saying true. if if he is going down to that that amount of that amount. I of mean, money. yeah, I I would say yes. I'd have to look at the books. I'd have to ask because Susan. yeah, you're right. Because he's gonna look at it and be like OBJ gets signed for one season to the is it one or two seasons? One or two seasons to the Ravens for eighteen one season he for eighteen one million. Se- but wider, you got to think of this. You can't put wide receiver contract at the same as a running back. Wide receivers are getting paid that crazy money in the NFL right now. Yeah, I I know, but I'm what I'm saying is Derrick Henry would see himself at that level. Yeah, but he's in the guy that doesn't want to do a one year deal. Running, I can't see Derrick Henry in his prime signing a one year deal anywhere. God, he was looking fucking just. Oh, he's jacked. a he's fu- he looks like a fucking doorway. Derrick Henry literally looks like a if a doorway could be built with muscles. Okay, so what would you take Derrick Henry? If Derrick Henry's like, I want the Cowboys. Cowboys are talking to him. What kind of deal do you want to see with Derrick Henry? I don't want I don't want to do a deal with a running back like we did with Zeke. Ever but he's again. not a free agent anyways. Anyways, right? so okay, he's so taking his contract. So we got Leonard Fournette. Let's scroll down. Number two, Cream Hunt. I like this. I do like this. I do like Kareem Hunt too. And I like he's not Kareem, often brought up. I like Kareem Hunt better than I like Leonard Fournette. Actually, so do I. He yep. actually played that kind of back in with the Browns behind uh, Nick Chubb. So and was successful. Sure, he might be trying to get to that 
1A type backfield position. But out of all the teams out there, I think the Cowboys would be a perfect fit. Last year with Zeke, Tony Pollard and Zeke pretty much split the carries 50-50. Why wouldn't Hunt want to come in on a one or two year deal, two year probably more than likely, like we said, and just with those 50% of the snaps outplay Tony Pollard. That's literally putting him on a guy. And Tony Pollard is on a one year deal right now essentially. Yeah. So imagine being Kareem Hunt come in, outplay Tony Pollard, and then maybe the Cowboys even move on from Tony Pollard, right? Well, yeah, the the Kareem Hunt to me, I mean, and to outside of his first few seasons, Kareem, Kareem Hunt has always split the role with somebody else. He wasn't like the 1A guy. Uh, he hasn't been the 1A guy for a long time. He was until he, he hit that chick or need that yeah. chick at the yeah. casino or wherever the fuck they kicked were. Kicked her in the butt. Yeah, kicked her in the butt. But I mean, yeah, Kareem Kareem Hutz is the type of back I would take over Leonard Fournette, and I'd actually I'd even take him over Zeke. The only thing with that, I mean, really look at his numbers. Or you still have to look at his numbers. His numbers fell three point eight. Numbers lie. Yeah, but he's had a three point eight average last year. He only played in eight games, and he only managed to score five touchdowns. Or sorry, he only scored three touchdowns last yeah. year. So he he does fill a need, but still, out of if you look stat wise, Zeke was still as you can see him creeped on the screen at the bottom here. Zeke still had the better statistical season than both these guys. Yeah, and for me, it wasn't the I, I only just problem. My mind. No, like the problem with Zeke was what um, he could only play six solid games or whatever, six to eight solid games. Then something would happen. I don't know if it was the same injury or just a series of misfortunate events, and and he would have a steep decline in his production to the point where it was like shit, man. Like it's almost a detriment now because you're you you when when you could guess that Zeke was going to do it, he'd still be able to push through and get. You're the like touchdown. he's getting the ball here, and you, but and he would it. still be able to do it when he was uh, some whatever happened to him, his injury, um, and his play declined there. He just couldn't do it. AJ, read this last paragraph, and that's the reason that I want out of the three guys. If I had to pick out of Elliot, that's who I'm going with. Looking back at last season, Elliott posted a career low with 3.8 yards per carry, but tied his second-best season for rushing touchdowns with 12. Pollard and Elliott have both publicly supported each other previously, so if the team opted to run it back in 2023, uh, I it would be hard to argue against the decision. It may be very well the best option for the Cowboys currently, and I think we all agree in the room. I think yeah. so. I mean, the, the, problem, the only problem with Ezekiel Elliott is the fact that he has that contract and his production in yards has gone down since he's been signed. And, and that that's the only, like, glooming cloud over top of Zeke. If Zeke didn't have that type of deal, he'd still – I bet you he'd still be on the team and they would have re-upped it. Well, and that's the thing. That, that that deal's gone now, and that's the the only way. You're right. The only bad thing about him is his contract outperformed his performance, right? He, had the, he was one of the highest-paid running backs in the NFL, and he was still good, and he was still productive, but it wasn't – as yeah. productive as we were paying him for. So they could technically, actually, if I, w- if I was Zeke and I wanted to come back and play for the Cowboys and I know I'm getting paid dead cat money right now, I'd take a fucking dollar. Right? You know you're already I'd making... I'd take a dollar this year and I'd say pay me $5 million next year. So wash it so it's $2.5 million each year or whatever. Yep. Would you make that deal? Fucking right, man. Yeah. Get tan! Because then, then... A tan! A fucking tan! Yeah, then he gets five mil guaranteed next year. Cowboys can walk if they want, or they keep him on, and he gets paid five million. I don't think they're done. I don't think they're whatever. done with the running back room right now. Me I don't. neither. No. They cannot Gosh, no. be. No way. They cannot be. And 
there, there's the other argument that, oh, well, if you're talking about running back, you need to talk about offensive line. But as we look, they're done there either. I don't think they're done there either. But as we looked, I feel just on paper more confident with the O line, even though, yes, there are, there is a major hole at left guard. Yep. Um, but I still felt like, okay, we could patchwork this, pick up a fucking uh, free agent or make a, 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 a trade where for a guy that nobody knows who the fuck he is, but he comes on and he just plugs the hole, you know? Well, I, I, the I, Cowboys off, uh, front, uh, front office can do those moves. Oh, for sure. I've, I, was, I was reading this article and I was in the comment sections and, and someone had po- posted that Cowboys fans have been so lucky with the offensive line that we've had over the 10 years. Holy shit, That you yeah. forget that most offensive lines in the league maybe have two to three actually really good linemen. They don't... The majority of teams don't have an O-line star. Exactly. They have the star of their team, but they're not fucking... Zach Martin. Yeah. Tyron Smith. You know, Boom. even even Tyler, Tyler Smith, Smith, arguably. Terrence Steele last year, right? So we don't been, don't shade be a ass. And exactly. So we've been so lucky with how good the offensive line has been in the last 10 years that Cowboys fans are kind of like, oh, well. A little jaded. A little jaded when it comes to, oh, well, we don't have five surefire Pro Bowls. What the fuck is going on, right? <laughs> so then that's not a thing in the NFL, right? So it's sh- hard to do. It's hard to do. So if even right now you see you have potentially four of five starters on your offensive line. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good spot. I still would have liked them to target it a little bit earlier in the draft though. Uh, uh, Steven white is saying 30 run plays between three or four backs, maybe role players at running back and tight end now. So just spreading that, spreading that production across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let the, let the clock get ran. Cause we know Mike McCarthy can't have clock, clock manage. So let the running backs he's do all the need, clock management. He's going to need like one of those shock callers yeah. on him. And someone's gonna have to shock him when it's getting close. But he's a bad dog. Shut him out. Yeah. He's a bad dog. He's just gonna go. Th- he's just gonna fight through it. I like what I just did. When he gets, when he gets hit, yeah. <laughs> it's call the timeout, Mike. Timeout. <laughs> he won't do it. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, God damn it! He threw the fucking challenge flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it stopped the time at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, um, I agree that the tight end scenario, it. it can be used, it depends on how you're looking at that um, extra running back position, right? You got your bruiser, you got your, what is it, the, the bell cow, your bruiser, and then I guess you want a, a receiving running back. You could more, more than likely in the NFL, you find those in two guys, yep. those, those three things. What's the bell cow one, though? It's the guy who can run, like do the guys that basically. Yeah, your bell cow, the guy's going to carry... Carry it mostly. Run it. Like Tony Pollard's your bell cow right now. Three downs. Right, okay. You've know? never like, heard what? that term before? I don't know. No, I don't. And then like I Derek, like, so... Derek Henry's <laughs> the prototypical like bell yeah. cow. Like he's a bell cow. Yeah, it, but it's just funny because I was like, the bell cow. I don't know what the bell cow is. And it's like, well, you know what the bell cow is? This is your prototypical. <laughs> it's like the bell cow guy. I, was like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the bell cow guy is. Derrick Henry yeah. is a bell cow guy. Like he's going to be an every down back that carries the load. Yeah, all the loads. Yeah. And then, and then, but then TP has the catching ability. So, um, the but when you're looking at a tight end, if they're coming in and blocking and catching, okay, they're kind of filling in a Venn diagram. They're circled a little bit of that running back position who would be blocking, or I mean. I don't know that you'd ever use your tight end in a in a running game, give him the ball and run with it, but I'm sure you could do that too. So uh, that's just bringing up Schoonmaker in my mind. Schoonie. Schoonie. The old schooner. The old schoon. I was, someone also posted on Reddit, they're like, Schoonmaking. The, the, 
there was the art of making sailboats. So oh. his family totally. He's, he a schooner. You got to get that. The you got to yeah, schooner. They've always been boat people. They've always been. Bo- they're great on the water. And isn't doesn't Michigan have like a lot of like? Uh, aren't they surrounded by the Great Lakes? Yeah. 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 So so schoonmaker. They although I think them. some most of those lakes are too polluted to even swim in. <laughs> That's why you sailed. That's sailed why you sail them. Um, the evolution from I, I up until this draft and probably like on day two, or actually maybe two days before the draft, I I didn't respect the tight end position as much. And then when we started to go through it, I started to watch a bunch of tight end stuff, and it and it made me appreciate the tight end role. But if you look at the running back position and how a lot of these backs have turned into like the Christian McCaffrey or the Debo Samuels, well, Debo Samuels was a running back, but these running backs who need to play almost like a slot receiver. And then the tight ends are kind of filling that fullback role. A lot of the reasons why when you're seeing like these guys like TP20 coming out and we're talking about the bell cow or. What's uh, a bell cow? I don't know. You know, a bell cow is a bell cow. Um, <laughs> But like these, these the the running back role, you have like that power back, and then you have this like kind of hybrid back who f- functions like a receiver, a slot receiver, and uh, an explosive, uh, quick back. My point. My point. I was gonna say, spit it out. <laughs> You're there. Are you vaped? No, no. <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think that the tight end, the tight end, because how it's also evolved has has eliminated that full, the need for the fullback? Oh, 100%. That's yeah. the whole that's the whole reason that year you nailed it. The the whole reason yeah. the fullback has been kind of taken out of the NFL is because you can pretty much get these super athletic guys that can play tight end that can also just go back in the backfield and do the exact same thing. And and also though think the the double running back scenario was is now like by uh habit before it was like just by chance you you had one running back, and you then you drafted or or got another running back, and he was really good too. Like you never teams didn't really do the two, two running back scenario, so that's where the fullback yeah. would come in. Yeah, once they the positions on the team didn't change, more teams want two running backs. So okay, we'll cut our fullback then because we can we can make up for it with well, and, so and I think that's how I think that's also part of like a double end attack on the fullback position where it's like you're going to get get cut one way or another. Yeah, tight ends can cover for what you do or a running back. Like there's yeah. literally two like a second your uh, RB2 can do some of the things you can do. And so they can do more. Yeah, and more. Yeah, so, so the tight fullback is just shafted. A, sh- a shitty spot to well, grow up being. The fullback now if you look at Hunter, he kind of looks more he could take running back snaps, but he can also do things that a tight end can do. Oh, for sure. Um so Stephen White Who's uh who's been here since the beginning? What up, Steve? Bell cow is the lead cow. Bell that one, and the rest follow. There that's, you go. That's that's a simple. That's the definition I was looking for. And and chat. Tony Pollard. I would have rather he had just said a bell cow is a bell cow. Tony Pollard wakes up on the bus, and Jerry Jones is <laughs> tying a bell around. <laughs> ding ding ding. You're my new. You're my new bell cow. <laughs> I don't. I want them to follow. You want to toss me another one there? Yep, my toss. friend. Fire that fucking pig skin. Hey, so while we were talking, I almost faked Ant with that. Sorry yeah. That. While we were talking, there is a, a, an article here on North Carolina's Asim Richards, who the Cowboys selected 169th overall in the 2020 NFL draft in Kansas City. 69, 69. Dude. It almost looks like he was drafted at I-69. 
I, <laughs> like the Apple version of 69? I-69. 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 You know, I-69. You, Dad. Dad, stop saying that. I-69. Um, But yeah. this loser? So... Let me just go over over this cat because we didn't give him any love. I don't think we knew anything about him, and this might give us a little insight on the guy. Uh, he's extremely durable, making 34 straight starts to finish out his college career, including over 1,000 snaps last year alone. So the wow. dude has put in the work. He has long arms to keep defenders at bay and really good athleticism. His college tape didn't dazzle, which is why he was still available in the fifth round. But all of his traits make him an an intriguing development player. So it's like, does your team have within its uh, coaching tool set the ability to have players rise to the their best ability or to unlock like take this raw talent. material yeah and now turn it into a left guard smelt it smelt it smelt it the thing i like about that is they they showed steve avila's name up there and yep. i was i was reading something today about i think it was actually trotta that posted it on blogging the boat or sorry ooh, oh, dirty soap in my mouth the landry hat there you go and uh it was kind of smoke screens and and what rank oh. the cowboys had players at and reportedly well it's just this one quick thing reportedly they had a fourth round grade on steve avila the cowboys so that's why they were shying away from him so remember a lot of people thought he was going round one and were screaming for stevie boy at round one but uh, i guess the cowboys possibly had a fourth round draft grade on steve avila so if that's the case and then we get a seam, a seam Richards here in the fifth round. Yeah, you got to feel all right about that. To yeah. be honest, and they also sorry they also had um, Laporta, Sam Laporta, yep. in that same thing. That if I'm as reading. the highest ranked, yeah, as the highest end. ranked tight end. Which again, again, looking at what that so uh, obviously Dalton Kincaid rated higher on most people's boards for what they want to do. That's the BPA for the tight end p- position, but. I want the Cowboys to draft a role that will fill their need, not just BPA. Don't take the best tight end technically available and move them in. So it was interesting. Well, to that, that, but it depends what you mean, sorry, because their BPA is probably, let's say they they take that into account. Yeah, sure, so right? their BPA yeah. would have, if they had Laporta. Not, I know what you mean. If they had yeah. Laporta and Kincaid there, they would have taken Laporta because he was their best player available. But everyone else's they they made their own board to themselves right so i it, it kind of goes with what you're saying they they're the reason to see the reason they have yeah. laporta higher is because they're taking his strengths and putting them in his in their system opposed to kincaid's strengths and putting him in their system yeah yeah so like i don't know it's it's oh, sorry i just got to do this one for uh for steven white smoke it up smoke it up smoke it up smoke weed every day Hit it, hit it, don't quit it. It's how we do, baby. It's how we do. <laughs> I don't know where my, I, I, I don't know where Flying it is high. here. Oh, hang on. Um, But this is the one cat who uh Damn, could come it. in there, play inside with the loss of Connor McGovern. He might be able to um, be that fucking fill-in. Could you we imagine all- even even if he gets any time at left guard as a fifth-round pick? Fucking start him six games? It's a fucking steal. Ooh. Even six, yeah, totally. I mean, that's a lot. That, but I, I, yeah, <laughs> but if he's good enough to do it, if they think he's, say, at the end of the season, he's outperforming people and he gets bumped up, that'd be amazing. Look, that's where, that's where you want to see this guy come 
and start playing is the last six games of the season, but not based on injury, based on he's just been playing he's, so well. He's the better guy. He's the better guy, and he takes over. There's also, um, who was the other guy? Wolowski or the, that big-armed? Matt. Matt. Matt Wolowski. Yeah, yeah well, let's that we go. drafted last year, I think, in this. Uh, or he was undrafted last year, but he's he stuck around. So He's a big boy. There is some guys, and we also, we, a guy we didn't talk about when we were doing our depth chart last week, I believe we signed him as a free agent. He's a free agent guard. I forget his name. And I know this, this is, year. Yeah. I know this is a terrible way to go into it, but hey, this loser, but Cowboys guard. He's, he, he's wasn't undrafted. He was a free agency signing. Like we, he's played in the NFL before. Oh, okay. But he's another guy that they're saying has a chance to start at guard. I fucking can't think of this. We'll find it. Chuma, yeah, Chuma, Chuma, Chuma. Ah, Chuma. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So there's another. Right, we didn't even. We didn't even have him on our list. So there's there is guys. Yeah. That could possibly fill the role. And when I started looking at this, it started making me feel a little bit better. And this is the reason that offensive line maybe wasn't as big as a need that that they thought the Cowboys thought compared to what fans thought. Not this year, perhaps with with who they saw available. Crack with you. Got him. Crack yeah. it, crack it, crack it. So Chuma, I totally forgot all about this guy. Yeah, 25 years old too. He's a young guy. I think he's had, I think he had high praise and just kind of came in under, under what people expected him to play. But he still has that ability. Get the guy in there and come play for Dallas. You're going to love playing football. Hey dude, that's he was the a player say he was a third round pick in the 2019 NFL draft. Yeah. That's what Steven White just said. Obviously, obviously he has the tools. And uh, so Stephen White's also saying we have four or five to fight for that left guard role right now, which is nice. Which is what we want. That is competition. Hey, at at the very least, it's a question mark, but at least we've got a bunch of uh, potential answers there. Hey, potential answers and the coaching to get it done. Get it in you. Crack Crack me if you got it. And realistically, that's what we do. There it is. Realistically, we just need a guard to come in and not lose the game. Because when you're playing on that line with all those fucking behemoths, um, you know, Zach Martin, Tyler Smith, uh, fucking Terrence Steele. Say it. Speak to me, baby. And uh, Biadash. Biadash, yeah. Badass. Uh, what is Yadish. it? Three, three S's and a P and a T or whatever. No, anyway. yeah, four T's. Four T's. Four T's, a, yeah. four T's and a Z. <laughs> yeah. Ortiz and Aziz, baby. I don't, I don't know what that is. It's well, maybe Terrence, maybe you should start reading Alex's articles. Terrence Steele, Tyler Smith. I can't. Uh, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. He doesn't Ty- even. Tyler Biden. Tyler Biden. And Zach Martin. Zach Martin. Ortiz, Ortiz and Aziz, baby. What article did you write that in? I usually read your articles. Um, I can't remember. It was. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Month doesn't ago, matter. two months ago, maybe. It's a long time ago, but hey, that's what the, all the kids are calling him. That <laughs> all the kids are calling him the T's and the Z's or T's and the Z. Or as Canadians say it, T's and the Z. <laughs> Doesn't sound as nice. Oh, you know, T's and the Z out there, eh? Yeah, the T's and the Z. Get the T's and the Z out there, eh? Hey, we're here on a Cowboys can fan, eh? Uh, looking at uh, two, four T's and a Z. Fuck, man. Fuck, buddy. Oh, fuck, buds. You got to get your guys out there, buds. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your... Hey, bro, you can't just fucking dump your screen like that when I'm not ready for it. Oh, sorry, dude. Dump it. Did you just tip your... Was that some behind baseball? Oh, yeah. They know Alex has a fantasy background, not football. But... I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Ad's favorite soundbite. Yeah. Ooh, do we want to <laughs> look at... Here's an article. Let's see it. I'm going to go... Uh... 
Ooh. Someone can't handle his. Yeah, drinks. you you go you go have a little um squidge. Wet the porcelain, as they say. And uh we'll read this after after it comes up. But shit. Uh I wanted to Sh- do Oh shit. Okay, hang on, I'll get that for you one second. What? Damn it. I, I wanted to do uh but Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. Probably gotta do it on a main event. We gotta okay. do the the awards and just right. get them out of the way. Let's just but let's promote, let's pump so Wednesday's night, Wednesday night Wednesday night main event, we will do the awards. Yeah. Period. It'll, it'll take ten minutes. Yep. We can roll through them and then next now, year. Now granted, we'll do... EJ Savage is probably the only one who's been reminding us that we haven't done I know, the awards yet. I know. Yet. I know. Well, we gotta um, pre- we gotta prank graphics. We gotta we gotta do a few things. So that gives well, us we, I'm saying just let's just get it done to check it off the list and we can make it a little bit nicer next year. Uh, but I'm not against doing that. But I do, let's not, not let's not hold up for that. I agree. I agree. I agree. And it'll be simple. We'll bring it up. We'll we'll do a little uh, celebration. Um, but and then next year it'll be on a more of a. We'll pick the day that we actually do it. Because this one we were, the uh, issue was, and it could have been done. Yeah. But uh, it was supposed to be done during the draft. But there was just a lot of moving parts, and day three was not as long as I thought did, it was going to be. Yeah. So, did you guys feel like the draft? I mean, day three felt felt faster than the. We just had so much going on that it, it like yeah. I was thought we were gonna have all this time to do things. I know. So did I. I was like, "There's gonna be downtime. I'm gonna be able to well, edit I, videos." When, like, pe- when people were barely. coming on, we were like, "Okay, we don't care if you if you got five minutes to come on. That's great. If you want to stay for an hour." For sure, you can come on and stay for that long, but we got you slaughtered for about 45 minutes. Usually, we do 20, 30 minutes. Well, everyone fucking stayed their max time or more, which is not which a is problem. Awesome. It's not a problem at all, but it's like all the little things that the time fillers that we had, they just went out the window because we didn't need them. Yeah, which so is good, like, which yeah. is like a win because, like you guys said, it went pretty fast for me. It like was I, great. It was it was a fun... It was the it was most fun. fun way to spend the draft... We had so many uh, people stop in and insightful people, like guys that know what they're talking about. And we had a lot of fun, like um, it, with the reactions and just fuck, totally. And, and yeah, so that was good. And the fallout, but I I was exhausted. I I still I, I think I'm still fucked. You got up from si- you got sick from the draft. I must have. <laughs> it probably yeah, one of Adam's kids had a little bug and it. Nuh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. And then you guys are all immune to it. I'm uh-uh. not around. I'm not around the little. Some disease pe- factories. Some, some people can handle three days, of, four days of live streaming. Some people can't. Dude, I used to work in a daycare with 30 kids, and I was never sick. Well, then shouldn't your immune system be banging? Well, obviously oh, something's oh, fucked oh, up. Oh, obviously I'm fucked up now, so. We're nothing. No, you know, garbage. it was because I I, <laughs> I, weak, I weakened my immune system by drinking four days straight. That was the thing. By kind of. Bleached everything. By day three, I was like sitting there. I was like, "We're I'm drinking water." I think you guys were both drinking coffee. I was I like, "Oh, I might not even drink." You had a little bit of Bailey's in yours, though. As soon as he cracked one, we were like, okay, "No, let's go. I cracked the first one." It as was soon as, as soon as you cracked one, we were yeah. both like, the dra- let's do it. "It was like Cowboys up next." I was like, "Give me one of those yeah. fucking things. <laughs> I need one in me." Uh, EJ Savage says, I appreciate getting on a lot. I landed me a guest appearance on Cowboys Cave with Mike and K9. Nice. Fucking A, dude. That's what we like to see. That's a big thing, too. Like, I mean, the, the thing that I loved about it is the amount of people that we had on. And there's so many guests that we haven't ha- had on before, like Ryan Flowers from uh, Clutch Sports Talk. We, we haven't had him on before, and it was great hearing him. EJ Savage leading up to the draft, plus being on the draft, it's like, well, great. EJ is going to be a regular, as usual, on the show. 
Um, but yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, well, it, 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 to me, it motivates us for next year to just take it oh, to God. the next level oh, yeah. again. That's all you can do. Um, but take even, it but we'll to see the what, limit. We'll, we'll see what we're doing. Be, uh, or we won't be going to next year's draft. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We'll so have to discuss. So we'll, what, have to discuss. I we'll figure it out. We'll I figure it out. We'll I figure it out. I talked to somebody yesterday who went to Detroit. One of the... When Detroit, Detroit, what? When Detroit was uh, hosting the Super Bowl, and he's like, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. But he's been there since. He's like, they they've been doing a lot to to get the downtown core looking uh, looking revitalized. So he was saying, oh, it would probably be a pretty sweet draft to go to. Well, so. well, we got lots of time to think about it. So, three pre-draft Cowboys rumors that were clearly a smokescreen by our guy Jerry Trotta from Land the Landry Hat. The number one place to find the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast. So let me zoom in here and... Um, Center it up, please. Look the at number three is the high possibility of Steve Avila. So this is what I was chatting about yeah, here. Exactly. Before the tight end floodgates opened, Avila was considered a high possibility for the Cowboys in the first round. A lifelong Texas resident, the TCU standout, took a top 30 visit to the Dallas Cowboys and revealed pre-draft it would have been a dream come true to stay in the state. Th- that only amplified... The Avila Cowboys noise. At the very least, Avila was considered a realistic first-round option. When push came to shove, though, he wasn't even their top-rated interior lineman. What? How do they know that? How did they know that? In fact, the post-draft buzz suggests Dallas had a fourth-round grade on Avila. So who knows if he would have been in contention even at 58th. The Cowboys war room footage shows Syracuse offensive tackle Matthew Bergeron was the other player in consideration along Mazzy Smith, we admittedly heard of Dallas's attraction to Bergeron pre-draft, but not as a round one possibility. So it goes back mm. to all the shit that you hear pre-draft is fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's honestly bullshit. Every which way we thought the Cowboys were going to go in round one. Well, look, you saw us at, at round one when we selected who we selected. We were all a little bit shocked because for the last month and a half, we've been feeding, been being fed bullshit lies, which is... Means the offense. But you know this. The front office this. is doing a great job. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. But can't you say like, like, Dallas is going for it? We we know, we know what that they're going to do this. But we're gonna we're gonna participate every single year. So you it's know? almost it's gonna have to. We're gonna have to even deep dive more next year in our pre draft analysis because a lot of the shit I was just going off of stuff I was heard like heard and then kind of researched off of that, which. Might not be the best bet. It's kind of, it's kind of, you're playing a game of crap, crapshoot. You're crapshooting. You're shooting from the hip. The, the, a little the, bit. the, the issue is you're, you're never going to know what that, like, how can you confirm? How it? can you yeah. confirm it now? Now, granted, this was an interesting year because offensive coordinators changed. So they, they needed to do something a little different. The biggest surprise I thought it was the amount of, defensive love we saw because we're all thinking well defense is fucking solid like why yeah, yeah, why yeah. why spend any time on on these defensive players right now when you can shore up your fucking offense but the main takeaway from this first thing was everybody thought Avila was a fringe first round player we drafted him i think even in our mock draft first round yeah, where not, the cowboys are like nah he's a fourth bitch yeah yeah wild we only i think i feel also we only drafted him because a lot of other people's mocks drafts were, but were that's what I'm saying. Them. So that's the whole smoke screen. The reason yeah. people are drafting them because he's getting media attention. Number two, Cowboys are definitely drafting a quarterback. Might have been oh, okay. During Sorry. the Senior Bowl, Jones. Oh, just, me, here we go. Here we go. Here where we go. are you settling me? There we go. Okay, 
During the Senior Bowl, Jones disclosed Dallas's intentions to draft a quarterback. The owner even went as far as to say it's a mistake to not invest in a rookie quarterback every year or so. That got the people talking and mocking. Between Purdue's Aiden O'Connell, who had a private workout with the Dallas Cowboys, Houston's Clayton Toon, TCU's Dork Boy Max Dugan, UCLA's Adams Dreamboat Dorian Thompson Robinson, and BYU's Jaron Hall, there was no shortage of quarterback prospects linked to the Dallas after the Cowboys had Jones speak on their behalf. ESPN's Todd Archer shared O'Connell was under consideration in round four before the Cowboys took San Jose State defensive line. William Fioco, perhaps there was some truth behind the quarterback rumblings, but Jones quoted, quote, suggested it was a lock that Dallas would come out of the draft with a new gunslinger. Mm. Though they passed on O'Connell, Stanford's Tanner McKee, who went to the Eagles, Dugan, who went to the Chargers, and undrafted QBs Malik Cunningham and Chase Bryce were all there for the taking. So, what do you, I mean, we all wanted, I I think this would have been the good time to take a quarterback. I agree with the um, theory that you should probably get in the habit of drafting a quarterback, let's say, three out of five years. In a, in a five-year span, right? So maybe this is that miss. The need wasn't there because Rush is here for two years. Right. Are you, in, Unless you think we're going to draft someone who's going to beat Rush, it's kind of just a wasted pick if there are, are better needs. Oh, now, uh, for sure, especially in like where we would have drafted the fifth to the seventh where we got had four picks, right? And all yeah. those guys are in the talks of having a very good well, chance of starting. If DTR turns out to be who Adam believes that he is, then that's going to be a miss. Yeah. But it's going to be a miss for 32 other teams. In multiple other, rounds. 31 other teams, yeah. So. Yeah, the, 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 other, the other thought is, I mean, was it much of a smoke screen? As soon as they re-signed Cooper Rush, Dak restructured, it's like, okay, maybe the Cowboys aren't in a rush to aren't in a rush to get that, that other quarterback. Do you think Rush well, makes that joke probably. all the time? We're probably going to see. Uh, wow, I'm so not in a rush today. Yeah, we're probably going to see it happen next Next year's draft, I think. I think. Well, yes. Next year would make more the most sense because you still got rushed for one year, but you'd rather not have to sign rush again and just take this rookie if yep. you can. Outside, I mean, the Cowboys. I think are on that list. Uh, when you look at um, teams that have had the least amount of uh, starting quarterbacks over the course of a certain amount of years, the Cowboys fall into like that second kind of tier. First tier is obviously the the Green Bay Packers with only two quarterbacks starting. Cowboys have only had six starting quarterbacks in like the last 20 seasons or something like that, all the way back to Aikman. So, or something something similar like that. They haven't had a like lot. Including a rush who came in and... No, 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 no. Like, oh, like, okay. Like Dak Prescott is the starting quarterback albeit injuries, you know what I mean? Like this was Dak, Romo, Dak Romo, Aikman, Bledsoe, Bledsoe, Quincy Carter, and Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's pretty that's, damn good. That's not a lot of quarterbacks. So a lot of quarterbacks. You can see the franchise doesn't uh doesn't want to cycle through. They want to pick their they want to pick their slinger and and stay stick with them. And I feel this and is thin. an appropriate time to just go on the offense for Dak Prescott. Yeah, Do it, it is. Because the man is a perennial top 10 QB. He's had, uh, he did have a bad season last year, but if you're going, and, and it is a judge um, on what you did recently type of league. I get that. But if you're going to pick out this year as um, what he's going to be doing next year, then I think you got a big cup of 
uh, smelly told you so soup coming. <laughs> well, this is the thing with he's gonna have a bounce back. This is the thing since I've been a Cowboys fan, and I'm sure it's been prior to this too. But since I've been a Cowboys fan, it's basically been Romo and Dak, and they've always just been such polarizing forces for Cowboys fans. It's like right. they're hated and loved. They're hated and loved, and until Dak can win a Super Bowl, there's going to be that X amount of fans that hate him. Well, the team has been built for a uh, a Super Bowl run. Are we better? Like are it, we man. better than we were last at the in San Francisco game? Yes, percent. Yeah, I would 100%, say hundred percent. Hundred percent. So that's that's a win so far. That's a win. The offseason has been a win. The team's definitely looking like they're going to compete better this year than they did last year. I it definitely. I remember leaving last season and being like, "We are in a lot of trouble." And <laughs> yeah. and now I feel I feel fair, fairly positive coming into this season. We definitely didn't get worse. Actually, sorry, I shouldn't say that. The only position that is very, the only position that feels squirrely whirly right now is that is that RB position because it's just not known. And it's it, an unknown. Yeah, you kind of talked about it earlier on. We just don't know about it yet. But according to people that watch football, the running back position doesn't matter. <laughs> so it's like that's how people feel about the running back position. It's like, it's oh, crazy. it doesn't matter. Who cares about it? It's devalued. You could put anyone in I there and be successful. What they don't get is it's like, yeah, it's devalued, but not in the way that you're talking about it. It's not like, oh, this, oh, just bring in any Joe schlub and he's going to. It's like, no, it's a valuable position. It's just, it's, it's. Uh, a two-horned position now, so it's stretched very wide, right? Um, but there's still how many starting running backs are there in the NFL that you would trade on your team for Tony Pollard? Let's say, probably not many, like four, five, four, four or five. Yeah. yeah, like there's not a lot. So like, that's what the Cowboys get to deal with is you have this top five, arguably top eight, if you want to be looking at it uh, uh, on the lower side of things. You have that type of running back, hard to replace. So, of course, you're fucking going to be looking at everyone else's like, oh, uh, it, just bring in uh, Peter, Mitch, Peter McSchmo. P- Peter McSchmo, and, he, and he's going to run. It's like, Gosh, well, probably. Peter fuck Peter McSchmo. So, the last smoke screen that the Dallas Cowboys sent out and one that we talked about a lot in the last few mock drafts was everything related to the tight end position. And uh, Trotta saying, give credit to the entire Cowboys draft team for executing the best smoke screen of the first round. All everyone heard in the weeks leading up to the draft was that Michael Mayer wasn't getting past Dallas at number 26, which we did here. We yep, we yep. were we fell into that trap a little bit. In the event Dalton Kincaid was still available, though, he would have been the pick considering he was the team's top-ranked tight end. That was the narrative being pushed by draft experts in the general media. That wasn't true either. Though it baited the Bills into trading one spot ahead of the Cowboys to draft Kincaid, which at the point they were trading up, we in here were even like, oh, fuck, the Bills just duped the Cowboys. They, they're trading up right, to right. get Kincaid. Fans in Buffalo and some national pundits are crediting the Bills with duping Dallas, but it was actually the other way around, as Dallas likely wouldn't have taken Kincaid in round one anyway. Per ESPN's Tart Archer, a guy that has a lot of pull, he has a lot of people in the know. So you got to take this as pretty much guaranteed. Solid, like this right? is facts. Like he's not going to say, he's not going to put his, um, yeah. journalistic integrity on the line by throwing out shades. Of well, if he does that, if exactly. he does that too much, he starts to lose his integrity. So, it, so this he, is pretty he, he picks and chooses. So this, this is pretty much, you could say guaranteed. <laughs> Iowa Sam Laporta was actually the Cowboys 
number one tight end, followed by Kincaid and Mayer. Additionally, the Cowboys didn't have a first-round grade on any of them. We like to think they would have traded up in the second round if one of Laporta or Mayer had fallen within their range, but they were gone by pick 35. Right. Another thing I think we were all kind of expecting. Remember we were saying, oh, Cow- Cowboys might trade up and get a, a, a tight end. Well, and that's where you kind of said Schoomaker was the next best available and they needed to take somebody at number two or else it's going to fuck their... They had to. Like, yeah, if they didn't get a tight end at number two, they would probably be... We'd probably... Yeah, th- how bad would that have been for them, right? Well, you could have got Darnell Washington still in the third, I believe. I wonder what he was on their their, their board. I mean... The if they knee, wanted the him, knee, they would have took him at take, two. The knee oh. injury that he has, I think, is a bigger concern than most people are thinking. Like... If you take him in the third, at least you're basically saying, all right, we're not expecting him to come in and do much this year. You're taking it and being like, okay, he can sit back for a year and then possibly play year two. So Right. Which I, which them not doing that and them not doing that to a lot of the players, it's like let's we're in win now mode. Yeah, they needed a tight end that's going to come in and compete for the tight end one spot, which is it was Schoonmaker was the last guy on the board. What would you, what would you guys here just to play mm-hmm. draft fun? What would you guys have done or traded say to move up to get Laporta or Mayor? That's an that's an AJ question. A third? Would you traded your third to say switch Mayor for Schoonmaker, but you lose Overshone? I don't know if I would. No, I wouldn't have traded that because you because lo- now you got to think of it this way: you you lose Overshone, who's also no. gonna he's gonna play this year. For me, the tight ends always had to always had to fall to twenty six. Yeah, was not going to trade up for a tight end. Liked trading up for no fifty eight, fifty eight. Yeah, no, tr- no, I wouldn't trade up for a tight end in the second round on any rounds. Okay, no. fair. No, no, no. I like it, but if they were there, I, I, I would have probably taken Mayor. From what I know, in but the don't fi- listen to me. But in round two. No, in round one. Oh, I, you would have taken him yeah, in the middle I was st- round. Oh, okay, I'm, gotcha. I was still on board with that. after. But now, after reading everything, I love what the Cowboys did. I'm fully on board. You know me, a Jerry's boy, AT&T represent. What, what? Um, so, I like, I, I, it makes sense to me. It was, it just took me um, some time to get used to it. I, I didn't like Laporta, but... If the Cowboys went with him, I, I'm just ha- I'm stoked that the Cowboys went with Schoonmaker. We talked about him with Big Chris, fucking. Well, and you know what the fun part about Michigan, all, baby? You know what the fun part about all this is? We have all these players now that we feel like we have an emotional attachment to because it's always going to be we're comparing Schoonmaker to Mayor Laporta, Kincaid, Washington. It's going. Oh, it yeah, makes it sure. more fun. It makes it more fun. You see them playing or not succeeding and possibly schoonmaker succeeding and it's like it just plays that extra thing as a fan one thing that is is outside of even the game itself right because it has nothing to do with realistically what they do the other tight ends have nothing to do with what the cowboys do but it's just it's a fun side story it's like a side quest i also want to see what all of these draft picks do in the next uh two three four years here love it we gotta win a super bowl this year though super bowl or bust baby It's funny, as Cowboys fans, we always get harped on for saying we're going to the Super Bowl. But if you're not a fan of a team expecting to go to the Super Bowl every year, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. understand. What, it was, what are you cheering to win five games? If, if you don't, and I get it, there's realistically and not realistically, there, yeah. there's going to be years you're like, there's not a chance we are playing in the Super Bowl. But we're on a, we have a team coming off of back-to-back 12-5 and five seasons, 
a wild card loss, a divisional loss. So we have are sending of at least what we're doing. Why the fuck wouldn't we be Super Bowl or bust this year yeah. as fans? Why wouldn't we be pissed off if we're not in the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I, our comp. I would say that our competition has been consistent. We've grown. They've grown. So it's the um, like it's still in reach. Definitely. As much as it was a year ago or two year, uh, even more than two years ago. The only, Dude, baby, that's what we do. The only thing that makes me nervous is whenever I'm optimistic going into a cowboy season. It's bad. It's usually bad. And whenever I'm a little bit pessimistic, it's kind of like, oh, they well, do quite well. Let's and this see year what happens. I, this year I feel pretty optimistic. So we'll see if it, it plays into that trend. Yeah, I've never uh I've only known optimism as a Cowboys fan the last the last two years. Hey, let's ride. Well, let's keep riding that wave. I ain't ready for the bandwagon boys and myself to go through a dark age yet. I'm ready. I'm still, Hey, we're still in that window. I thought we, I thought when Dak went down with that thumb injury, you could, oh. you could see me almost crying on live. Air. I, we have, we have, we have, is that game one, game one last year? Yeah, I we, thought we but were, it was, it was, it was in the post game, which yep. has now been retitled to Sunday service. Yeah. It was in the Sunday. Uh, How was the exercise demons? Yeah, and I remember we just said Dak Prescott this injury and fucking Anth just. I thought season was done. I honestly did. I was like, holy fuck! I've been so excited for the season all year, and he just got hurt. So but then Rush came in and fucking see what I mean. Did work, I, baby. I was pessim- I was pessimistic about it, and it goes perfectly. Now I'm super optimistic. So let's I want to think that you can't control how the Dallas Cowboys we'll do, but we'll see what happens. We'll Should see I what happens. Be careful, play us out. It's spicy. Yeah, I think, man. Yeah, yeah. So Wednesday night, what we're back for the main event on Wednesday night. Bandwagon boys, always a slice. We're kind of entering that weird area where there's yeah. not a ton of shit happening. But, you know, we're going to be here Wednesday nights. We're going to be here Sunday servicing. Uh, it was a pleasure to have everyone stop by and hang out with us. Bandwagon boys over there. Woo! best over here. We will be back Wednesday night. What time do we go? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Pacific. PST. 6 p.m. Eight. PST, 8 CST, 9 EST. That's what it is, baby. And, and always number one in your hearts. hey And you're number one in our heart. In our hearts. All three of them. All three, all three of our hearts. hearts. We, yeah. We're shoving you into all three of our hearts. You got to live in all of them. We got hard-ons. <laughs> we got hard-ons, baby. <laughs> Peace. Peace.